Welcome to episode two of the Pets App podcast. Today I'm joined by Billa Schleicher. Billa is a vet and owner of All Pets Vet Care in Pembrokeshire, Wales. Welcome, Billa. Hello. Billa, am I right in understanding that before you became a vet, you were a vet nurse? Yes. Yes, I was. I uh, So that was the way I decided to become a vet because I was a veterinary nurse first and then decided that being a vet would be the right choice of job for me in the end. Do you think that experience gives you a better understanding of the contributions made by each member of the veterinary team? Absolutely. <laughs> you realise that um, you sort of, you know, don't just leave everything sitting there necessarily, or and then you realise how much nurses do. Now it's 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 invaluable, and I also think that Nottingham Uni lets their vet students in their first team practice do nursing tasks, and I think that is a very very good idea. Definitely, definitely. Um, I spent a year uh, working sort of in a veterinary nurse assistant role before heading off to vet school. And uh, and you're right, the sort of hands-on practical experience that that gives you and the broader appreciation that gives you it is invaluable. Yes. You've been using PetsApp for almost six months now. How is this collaboration across the team in creating client experiences and delivering optimal patient outcomes reflected digitally? It's it's nice that you can sort of hand things over. So um, generally, we have pets up sitting on a lot of different laptops, um, and whoever sits there will take the chat on. But it usually means that first of all, either receptionists or nurses might deal with the chat and then pass it on to the vets, uh, depending on what it is. Um, we might hand it back to them for payments or so. So it's it's nice that you can just pass it on from different people within the team uh, depending on who needs to deal with it or who, who can deal with it um, so that's a really nice feature that you can actually pass things over and yeah you can, you can split it up so it's very very handy definitely from from the so eighty five thousand interactions that we've seen take place on the PetSat platform, we've seen that the best experiences, best outcomes, best customer feedback, monetization, average transaction values, etc., come from you know receptionists doing uh, their part of the experience, then handing off to the nurse, then handing off to the vet. So it is all about this collaborative experience. Is that your your experience too? That you have sort of more successful. Uh, interactions when you have this collaboration across the team yes because it means that i wouldn't have the time necessarily to deal with the whole client interaction um so there are a lot of things where somebody just requesting some wormer or whatever else if i would have to deal with it all that would be no good on the other hand there are things that the receptionist can't deal with that they can then pass on to me with clinical questions so yes that makes it so nice that different members of the team can do their tasks and pass it on to somebody if they can no longer deal with it or pass back just for the payments and so on. I suppose with that example of the wormer, more traditionally someone would be calling in to um, order that worming medication. Do you, do you think this experience is better, worse, equivalent to a phone call? No, it's, Does it, it benefit it, the it's team? It's brilliant because we can deal with it when we have the time for it. Obviously at the moment with covid Everything has been completely different to normal. Uh, we're working still in a split team at the moment, so only half the team is working at a time, which means we haven't got as many people in the practice at any one time. So if we would have to deal with somebody coming in now wanting to get a wormer or phoning in now, 
um, then we can't arrange when it suits us. Whereas if somebody orders the Worma to up, we can reply to that request. When we have the time, we can then put the Worma out. We, have, we use our porch to um, put the drugs out for collection. Uh, we can request the payment for the Worma um, online. So it's nice and easy. We can fit it into the day when we have the person available to deal with it. And and the team, how have they taken to this? There's, there's this? They've been confronted by this new reality where they're delivering sort of virtual care experiences through PetSAP. How have they adapted? <laughs> Most of them are a lot younger than me. So they are <laughs> usually on their laptops or phones or whatever else anyway all the time. So they, they type a lot quicker on their phones as well than I do. Um so they they love it. Um, they find it very easy. It's stuff they usually do in the first place, pretty much. So um, I guess it's more sort of um, I I rather prefer using PetSup on my laptop rather than on the phone um, because I can type better on that rather than having to yeah. type on the phone. But um, yeah, for the youngsters, <laughs> they they they're so fast in replying backwards and forwards with chats. Um, they love it. It's 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 a normal environment. And, and and with that in mind, any advice for other practice owners and operators looking to implement such a change? Well, I think it's it's really just you know this make make use of the younger staff who sort of can can do it quickly. Um, and when you're not foggy like me, you know, then use a laptop. Um, but it's I have it. On my laptop, so if I have space in between my consoles, I quickly go into my chats. I quickly sort of do write a reply. Then I might see my next client, and then I might reply again between the, after the next um, client again. So I can again fix it nicely where I when where I can deal with it. Yeah, that makes sense. I I think that one of the things about the current context is it's making millennials out of all of us. People that never before would have engaged with this sort of technology are now engaging with it, right? Well, I don't think I would ever get a millennial and be able to type without looking at you know on my phone. <laughs> it definitely takes me ten times as long as as the youngsters. <laughs> um, but uh, but no, it's 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 a good it's a good tool to have. One thing I wanted to ask you about with this, you know, this idea of prioritization and response times that you've been talking about, you have chats coming in overnight, but you're not open 24 hours. How does that work? That works fine um, because I know for myself, I sometimes have, I drive home and I think, oh, I should have phoned, been over the head or stuff to make a head or something or whatever else. And now it's too late again. And then tomorrow I might forget it again. So, with something like that, it gives you the option to ask for an appointment when you remember, and that doesn't matter if it's midnight. And we can respond to it the next day. So if somebody phones up and says, or uh, writes into PetSap and says that they want an appointment for next Wednesday um, for the doc for vaccinations, we can then respond the next morning and say we have, you know, 10.30 available or 4 o'clock, which one would be suitable for you? And it's dealt with nice and easy. That makes a lot of sense. And it, it helps ensure these sort of compliance gaps don't open up where they are forgetting things or, or buying alternatives and doing things that sort of depart from the veterinary recommendations, I suppose. Yes. Yeah. Because it, it gives them time to deal with the things as it's convenient for them. 
Um, and it means that they they will interact with us rather than yeah with somebody else. I love that because you're, you're you're basically saying that there's this sort of reciprocal convenience that it can be done on their terms and on your terms. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it helps both. It helps both sides. So, um, can I ask you a bit more about your decision to open a clinic in Pembrokeshire? Is it right you were originally headed to Canada? Yes, <laughs> I was just going to come over to Britain for one year um, because our final exams go over three months and three weeks, and I really had enough of exams. And for Canada, you have to do a eight-hour multiple choice again, and obviously, my English was quite reasonable but when you do multiple choice you only need to get one word wrong and then you might mess things up and uh, so I thought I would come to Britain for a year and then uh, then do my exams in Canada and leave and that was in 92 so it didn't quite work out that way. The best laid plans and all that but you, yeah. you fell in love with Pembrokeshire. Pembrokeshire. I um, I applied for a job in Pembrokeshire initially um, very naively, like a new grad, I said, I only want to stay for a year, then I'm leaving. And they weren't interested in me, <laughs> which, you know, in hindsight, you think, well, yes, why would they? Um, but then, um, because I, I didn't leave, and we happened to go on holidays in Pembrokeshire to a bed and breakfast just for a weekend. And the bed and breakfast owner said, oh, you know, what, are, what do you do? And I said, I'm a vet. And he said, oh, you should work in my practice, in our practice. You know, it's a really nice practice. And I, I said, oh, yeah, I know that practice. I applied there for a job, but they didn't want me. And then a few months later, I had just handed in my notice in the job I was in. Um, I got a phone call from the bed and breakfast owner. And he said, they have a job in this practice that you applied for previously. Give them a ring. And that's how I ended back up in Pembrokeshire. And I always wanted things to be done a bit differently. So eventually I opened my own practice. So, and that's 11 years ago now. That's amazing. I love, I love that the bed and breakfast owner was so invested in your career. That's, that's brilliant. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was such a great coincidence. It was just, you know, life at its best because I literally had just handed in my notice. I hadn't even sort of applied for any jobs yet. And and there it was. <laughs> so and it was a perfect coincidence. And you said you then went on to open up your own practice, obviously. How was that transition? How was, it, how was the transition from clinician to manager to business operator? Um, well, initially, I was on my own. Uh, so it was just me, one receptionist, one nurse, um, doing my own out of hours uh, for two and a quarter years, I think. Uh, until I had my first holiday, which was from Thursday morning to Saturday lunchtime, um, and it was it was exhausting, um, but it was also really exciting, and it was it was fun because yes, I could do things exactly the way I wanted them. I could have the practice exactly how I wanted it, um, and that obviously practice has grown. Um, and yes, you know, <laughs> things don't necessarily get easier. So when you have things like COVID thrown in and all this stuff. Um, so it has more challenges now, different challenges to before. Um, but at least I'm not on call all the time anymore now, which is very nice. 
That's that's definitely an advantage. <laughs> Having started out my career in a similar position, I can totally relate. Um, sometimes people ask me, where does PetsApp perform best? And I think some people are skeptical as, as to whether there is value for clinics outside the big cities embracing digital transformation opportunities. But candidly, other than your energy and enthusiasm, there is little to suggest that this single clinic tucked away on the Welsh coast would succeed with PetsApp. But thousands of digital interactions later with incredible client feedback, the results speak for themselves. Why do you think you and your team at All Pets Vet Care have been so successful with PetsApp? Um, we, I think we just used it in all its different potentials. Um, so we obviously initially did um, when lockdown started the the video consults, um, but it also meant that we could have um, just chat with owners just to tell them of what was happening. Um, if they could pick up drugs or, uh, you know, what what the situation was. It meant that we could use the payment function, which has been really, really helpful um, because we didn't want to, we didn't want to have cash, definitely not. Uh, we didn't really want to have people using our card machine. Um, so, yes, we were using, where possibly, um, a contact glass through, through our glass door. Um, so if it was under forty-five pounds, that was fine. Um, but for other payments, uh, we would refer them back to PetsApp and ask them to pay through the through the app. Um, it's been yeah so helpful in a lot of things to just to see if people needed to come in um, to have an initial contact. So to see if when there was a skin lesion, do we need to see that? Can we just you know give them something? without seeing it um initially even before covid i was looking at because um there's some building work done in our area now which means there's less parking spaces and that was one of my things of how to maximize um kind interaction without people having to come in or spending a shorter time in the in the clinic or a shorter time parking outside of the clinic. Um, so, which means that if they want to order some food um, and it's ordered and it's paid for, they can just drive up, collect the food, into the car, gone. Um, so it's it's very helpful. We only have four car park spaces uh, in front of our practice. Um, and again, it means that we can make the most of it by not having people there for an extended period, and especially when COVID came in, it's been just perfect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that shows a, an incredible understanding of the sort of customer corridor, this pet owner experience, and actually getting the pet to the vet and, and finding parking and all that sort of thing are big barriers to people accessing veterinary care. We know that from our sort of surveys of, of pet owners and what they've told us. And that seems like something that's going to be relevant um, for forever, you know, whatever the context um, how much of this do you think is going to continue to be re- relevant beyond um, the sort of con- the backdrop of this terrible pandemic? Um, so we want to because at the we have, we have three consulting rooms. So we have two vet consulting room, nurse consulting room. Usually, if we get a puppy or kitten in, then usually we would have the puppy in with a nurse. Um, 
the nurse would do what we call our puppy or kitten chats, where they go to general diet advice or behavior or whatever else. Uh, and then we would see the client um, as vets and examine and vaccinate and all these things. Um, so what we want to do is to have the kitten chat uh, portion of the puppy chat um, still going through pets up. Um, so because we will not be able to use our third consulting for a while, it's it's a lot smaller. We wouldn't get clients in there even when we get clients back into the practice, which means we only have two consultings available. And so we want to use PetSup as our third consulting room, as our nurse consulting room, and try and do as many nurse interactions through PetSup rather than having them in the practice. So you're you're constructing these sort of um, online to offline blended experiences where it's not about, you know, we do it remotely and the pet owner stays at home and we don't physically examine the pet, but rather you're mixing the, the two things in together. Yes, yes. You know, we also have mixed in so far that we... Um, we'll get the pet in, uh, have pets up running as a video consult on our laptop, point the laptop to the examining table. The client sits out in the car. Um, luckily enough, we have um, free Wi-Fi out there as well. Um, so, and they basically, we have a, a virtual consult only so far as the client isn't present, but the animal is present in the consulting room. So, and that again works, works really nicely to have um, the client being able to see what, what's being done and, uh, and doing a, a virtual consult with them, but still having, being able to properly examine the animal because, yes, I think the, the value of a true um, virtual consultation where the animal isn't present is limited. You know, you can't, you can't palpate and abdomen and all these things. So, but yeah, by, by blending these things, by actually examining the animal, um, but not having the, the owner present, uh, why we don't want them in the building at the moment. And then we don't know how long COVID will continue if we get a second spike. So this might not be required after a while, or it might be going on for, for a while yet. So again, it's, it's a very useful thing to have. I think you're right that the the online to offline merging of a sort of augmented experience um, makes a lot of sense. But the idea that um, telemedicine or any tool can replace the physical examination, I think that's the double-edged sword of the current context is people are looking to these tools to try and replicate uh, an in-person examination. And it that's not what it's about. It is about augmenting our existing patient advocacy efforts, improving the experience for the owner, but also improving the experience for our teams and giving them more control over their own workflows. Yes, yeah, and it, and it, it does that very nicely. So, Billa, your pet health plan includes unlimited consults. Does that extend to virtual consults now? Yes, it does. It does. Um, so we've done that quite consciously that we said, well, if they're getting free actual consults, why wouldn't they get virtual consults as well then? So we made that clear from the start as well that for our family plan members, it's there would be no charge for a virtual consult as well. So again, which which helps um, when we had lockdown, you know, when everything was down to emergencies only, um, that people didn't feel they were not able to contact us now because we could only see them when there's an emergency. 
that sounds like an amazing way to take this this new approach, this new technology, and integrate it into it, your existing operations. Do you feel that this offering of virtual care, the extended benefits of being a pet health club member, has the potential to increase the penetration of your pet health club? Yes, yes, I would think so because it means that um, you know there's there's even more value for money now. Um, you know, not only that you um, can come in and don't get charged for your consultation. You can also, if, if you are, if you are shielding, um, then and you can't come into the practice, you still have a chance to get in touch with us. You still don't get charged for that. Um, so it, I think it has helped a lot of people. That's brilliant, Bill. I, I really appreciate you taking the time to share these insights with us. It sounds like you're relentlessly focused on improving the experience of your team, the experience of pet owners, and therefore delivering better outcomes for patients. It's incredible what, what you guys have done. Well, it's been, it's been really good to have pets available and to have these different options. And, and it's, it's been fun as well to try and figure out of how things are moving. And, and it has changed how we've been using it. So initially everything was focused on the, on the video consults because it was locked down because you know we couldn't get to people and now it's more the chat the quick interactions with people in between um you know the ease of the payment and things like that so it's and it's and it and I, you know i expect that will be evolving all the time that we're using different parts of it at different times and so on um you know we've been using it in between to um after an op to let people know that the animal is fine, um, just to send them a quick picture of the animal and things like that, which is also nice for people to see. So there's, there's lots of different things that uh, it can be used for. And because it has so many different functionalities, that's what makes it nice. If it would be just video consults, it would be limited. If it would be just a chat, it would be limited. If it would be just a payment platform, it would be limited. And the nice thing about PetSup is that it has all those, it combines all those things together. Well, well, our job is to keep delivering those sorts of features to you guys. And it's it, incredibly exciting to see how you put those into action. Yeah, let's say it's, it's been, it's been fun. It's been good. It's been much appreciated by all the staff as well, who's really sort of, yeah, embraced it and, and, and love it. Thanks then, Bill. It's been great talking to you. Thanks for coming on. You're welcome.